morning and welcome to Faith FM Australia. You're listening to 87.6, 87.8 and 88 FM right across this beautiful country. You are listening to The Breakfast Show with Mon and Claire, who is filling in for Lyle. Good morning, Claire. Good morning, Monica. Or Clarentine, or Clarence, or Clarence Beanburger, or Claire Bear, or any one of the multiple cow <laughs> names we can think of. Clarabelle. <laughs> All these nicknames that we gave for you back in Bible college. Claire, it is wonderful to have you on the program. Thanks for having me. Uh, Claire and I, dear listeners, go back a long way. We went to Bible college together like almost 10 years ago, like yes. 2009. Yeah, yeah, coming up to 10 years. We should have like a 10 year reunion. Oh, you so should. I was talking about it the other day. Yeah. Get everyone together again. We should still organize it. It would be so fun. awkward. No, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that would be excellent. I'd enjoy it. <laughs> It'd be great. We'll see how many people we can come get to come back from the country that they've gone to. So many of us are just like poof all over. Yeah, that's right. We're not even that big of a class, but we spread out so far. Did you 12. remember that? 12. So appropriate. That. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. 12 to suck balls. Yeah. Anyway, so we go back a long way. And uh, it's lovely having Chloe, Chloe <laughs> share on the clothes. Claire on the show. <laughs> I'll be having Claire on the show to put up with my spoonerisms and uh, and to fill in for Lyle, who is currently up north in Coffs Harbour, where he is doing some fundraising. So we can spread this show uh, even further abroad, but further afield. Uh, we're going to purchase hopefully 14 more stations. And um, I want one in Sydney. Yeah. Do you know what? Everyone's one in Sydney. It would be good. It would be good. Um God owns the air. Yeah. Surely he can just get one for us. I think he's doing that right now. Um, but do you know what? You can actually listen to the show in Sydney. You don't have to despair. Um, and in fact, right now, what we're doing is the delayed broadcast intro. So this is not live anymore, but simultaneously it is happening live. And all you need to do, if you are in a place like Sydney, it's very simple. You just got to jump on to our, our website, which is faithfm.com.au and press play on the live stream. Cool. Yeah. So anyone can listen to it anywhere. Anyone, anyone on the planet, you can listen Ew. to it. And do you know what? You don't even have to go to the website. You can download an app. Which is called? Mm-hmm. What? Tune In. Okay. Tune, Tune In, in app. app. Yeah. And then once you've downloaded it, because my friend right now, she's listening to us in Africa, and uh, she's downloaded the app, and uh, she searched for Faith FM Australia. You've got to make sure you look for Australian one, because there's a bunch of American ones. And uh, you just find that, and then you can listen to us live as well. So it's, it's really easy to listen to the live I'm going to do it. I'm going to put yeah. it on my phone. I love it. I listened to it when I drove all across the country and it was just a wonderful way to listen to the show without having any breaks because, you know, you know how like, the radio gets all crackly mm-hmm. and then it gets, you know, that horrible... <laughs> you're trying to find a new one. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't happen. So, <laughs> But hey, Claire, what are you grateful for this morning? You know what? I'm grateful that I have ears. Oh, yeah? That I can hear. I have a friend who can't hear and I didn't realise how much of a big deal that is until I was singing on my way up here in the car and, and I listened to the birds sing this morning and I was listening to everyone laughing last night together and I was like, I'm so grateful that I can hear those things. Amen. I'm very grateful for the greens that you're bringing me in the back of your car. Yeah, <laughs> you think. No, <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that a little bit more later. But uh, stick around. We've got a great show for you coming up today. I'm a lily of a field so green. Beautiful, content as can be. I grow fair beside the river. I grow bright for the giver.
Welcome back. You're listening to Faith FM Australia. You're here with The Breakfast Show with Mon and Claire Bear or Clarentine or Clarence or any of those nicknames we gave you in Bible college. <laughs> All those cow names. Yes. <laughs> Clarabelle. <laughs> My favourite still is Clarence Beanburger. I don't even know how it came about. Because you made it up because you have a creative imagination. Okay, fine, whatever. But, <laughs> but Claire, what are you grateful for this morning? You know what? what? I have a friend who is um, largely deaf. Okay, and um, I've been think- I've been talking to them on Messenger, and you can't tell that someone's deaf on Messenger. True that. But I just realised how big a deal it was on the way here. I was thinking in the car, I am singing along to the radio, uh-huh. and I I'm listening to the birds, and and I woke up this morning and I could hear everyone laughing and talking, and I'm just so grateful that I can hear. I'm so grateful. That's really beautiful. Well, do you know what I'm grateful for? What? <laughs> I'm so grateful you're here because you brought me vegetables. <laughs> Have you been eating a lot of two-minute noodles, Mon? <laughs> no, no, no. I've been doing a juice fast. I've just come off and I'm just so excited about eating. I'm just really excited about lettuce. So for those of you who don't know, <laughs> tell us a little bit about your business. Give- I don't grow lettuce. I know, but like green stuff. I just have to laugh at that because everyone's <laughs> like, it's it's lettuce, right? And I'm like, no, it's not lettuce. Give us your give us your give us your your business in like twenty seconds. Okay, nutshell. I grow microgreens, which are miniature vegetables before they turn into adult vegetables. You eat them; they're between mm-hmm. four and forty times more nutritious. So, for example, I grow radishes, and you eat the little baby plant instead of the the bulb. And I'm so excited. It's called about picket this. fence organic. I love go. it, love it. And you, uh, you have you brought me some up from Sydney because you're, you're from Sydney, and you brought me up some little pots of green mm-hmm. and pinky and ready. I'm, uh-huh. I'm so excited. I'm gonna <laughs> stuff my face. Um, but speaking of uh, <laughs> good news and healthy food, let me tell you the most hilarious story about some pretty unhealthy food. So I'm supposed to tell you good news stories, and I'm not sure this is 100 good news, but it sure is funny. Okay, so <laughs> I'm all ears. So in Poland, right? There's been a, a, a truck accident, right? And a tanker overturned in the early hours of the morning after colliding with a traffic barrier on the A2 motorway. And uh, guess yeah, what? Yeah, this is good news, right? Guess what was in the tank? What? Chocolate. <laughs> so there's now 12 tons of liquid chocolate blocking traffic in all directions. Is this huge chocolate puddle all over the highway. Oh, and I bet you it's not puddle anymore. I bet it's solidified. Exactly. exactly. That's the huge problem. They're saying it's taking several hours because the, uh, the the cooling chocolate, apparently it's worse than snow. It's solidifying as it's cooling. and it Like you, lava. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's going to require large amounts of like really hot water to clear it. They basically oh. have to turn it into hot chocolate. <laughs> I wonder, oh, yeah. I have a question for you, right? If you were part of the cleanup team, would you be able to resist just sticking no. your finger in and like having a little taste? 100% I'd be sticking my – I might even put my face on it and just lick it. <laughs> if I was like part of the cleanup team and had like some sort of high-pressure hot water thing, I'd literally bring a cup with some marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. They must have a lot of people they're helping. Yeah, so they've got a whole team um, – and uh, according to the manufacturer, it's actually uh, more difficult to remove than oil. And it, it only it can only be shifted gradually because of this hot water system that they have to use. And uh, Where does it all go then? Yeah, in some areas, apparently the chocolate was so thick that heavy machinery had to be brought in to scoop it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, there the, was rivers of chocolate that yeah, day. <laughs> yeah. And the driver suffered a broken arm. It was taken to hospital. And that was the only injury and incident apart from uh, one journalist who lost his shoe because he got too close. <laughs> 
Because he wanted to lick it. Yeah. yeah. Lost my shoe to chocolate. That's too funny. Uh, But let me tell you some other good news. And this is, I think, right up our alley because, you know, you and I do kind of like, you know, a little bit of gross kind of, you know, UE stories, you know, medical body. We were having a good discussion. Claire stayed overnight at my house last night. We had a good discussion last night about like bodily functions and organs and that kind of thing. Lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Educational. But we are... on this show, I'm Claire. Oh, I just called you Lyle. It's all right. I know I look like him. You know, tall, dark, <laughs> handsome. Yeah. Complete opposite. <laughs> but um, so Lyle teases me for being a bit of a, a greenie. And, and sure, you know, whatever. I'll wear that. But I also like a bit of technology. And I like it. Like someone else I know? Like your brother? Yeah. Yes. Martin. Uh-huh. But his name's Martin, just in case you actually thought my brother's name was Martin. Sorry, Marty. <laughs> but uh, um, I love it when the two come together. And uh, you're a nurse by um, by qualification, right? Yeah, that's true. Nurse Claire. Um, check this out, right? So you know how they have 3D printers, uh-huh. which are like printing everything these days. I, we've already talked about on this show how 3D printers have printed cars and houses, and now they are printing skin. Oh, that's the coolest. Isn't that just yes. so cool? So it's going to potentially turn um, skin grafts into a thing of the past because basically physicians they just need to heal injuries by simply printing out a new sheet of skin on the spot. So this is being researched and developed by um, the University of Toronto in Canada and they've developed a handheld 3D skin printer that can quickly manufacture fresh skin. How does it make skin though? Okay, so I'll tell you in a second. And and the skin can like cover and fill a wound, you know, as we know, in less than two minutes. And uh, and literally this contraption, it looks like a sticky tape dispenser. Oh, uh, what? <laughs> yes. Okay, so it distributes the um the tissue sheets. And this is how they're made, right? They're made out of protein-based biomaterials, including collagen, uh, which is the most abundant protein in the dermis, and fibrin, which is a protein involved in wound healing. Okay. Yeah, so I had to read that off so I didn't get that wrong. That's okay. Um, but yeah, but the cool thing is, so this printed uh, skin material, it can actually penetrate all three layers of your skin so it, it properly heals the wound. Wow. Yeah, isn't that cool? So does it kind of grow into your skin? Yeah, yeah. Wow. And, and the cool thing is, you know, because currently the preferred method of treating uh, skin injuries is with skin grafts, hmm. which, you know, and they require large portions of, of donor skin, um, which is, you know, there's rarely ever enough donor skin to go around, um, and it, it, which usually ends up then leading to like poor recovery and, and, and a poor healing process. Um, Plus you have to take it off somewhere else. You have to take it off somewhere else or some one else. else. Yeah. And so this is, this is amazing. Um, so, it's, it's just revolutioning the way they heal wounds. Are you a little bit squeamish about the idea that the skin on your body might have come printed out of like a little printer machine? No, I think that's the sp- coolest. You wouldn't I think be that squeamish? Sounds, nah, it's like, it's like sounds all sterile and perfect. I'd be, more, I'd be more squeamish about knowing it came off somebody else. Really? Ca- yeah, for okay, sure. It's enough. like I share someone else's body fluid or I have one out of a machine. I think I like the machine. But I kind of like the idea that like – you know, yeah, my skin is from another human body. It's like it's a real thing as opposed to being like a manufactured, manufactured plastic thing. I almost feel like the real skin of a human would be more reliable. I feel like maybe the plastic one. I don't, I don't know if it's plastic, but, but you know what, what about, I mean? But what about like, like – It might break down one day. Yeah. Yeah, but you're going to make your own skin. It's not going to stay there forever, right? It'll grow out. No, no, you tell me, Nurse Claire. Well, your skin doesn't stay there forever. Like it sheds. So I imagine okay. I haven't read this, this article you're talking about, but uh-huh. I imagine that your own skin eventually will grow up, 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 and then it will slough off that fake 
skin eventually. Because isn't isn't skin doesn't it like every seven years you've regenerated your entire skin just by the slowly flaking off old and regenerating the new? Isn't it? Is that what it is? Is it seven? I can't years? remember for how many years, but yeah, it's constantly regenerating. So, so eventually you would have flaked off the. Plastic skin, I'm calling it. Yeah, well, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. okay. okay. So it's not cool. on there for very long. It's like a Band-Aid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a really permanent, not really yeah. permanent, but very like. Very cool Band-Aid. Mommy, <laughs> <laughs> I hurt my knee. Please, can I have some fake skin? <laughs> <laughs> Let me just press print. Oh, here's the sticky tape skin. <laughs> Doesn't hurt put... anymore. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how long it takes for the for the body to like assimilate it. Like how long, or will it always look, there would be like a little border where you can tell. Because with... it's got like Mickey Mouse on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they're ever going to do like Mickey Mouse printed or like <laughs> Disney skin. Oh, that's cool. Let me tell you about something else, Claire. Really? There's a lot of good news happening today around the world. I'm really happy. Like sometimes I go online and I search for good news and not much comes up. But this is a very, this is a good one. This, it's a good day today. And this one's, it's a quick one. So there's a student who's actually discovered um, that you can safely grow produce and you're into growing produce on top of inactive landfills. Yeah, I saw that. Tell me about it. Yeah, so you can, you can, uh, you can, uh, she's, she's done it in Austin, in Texas, <clears throat> and she's growing 20 pounds of stuff like radish, eggplant, uh, capsicums, cucumbers, and melons. So and, pretty much anything. And the produce was all tested and declared safe by the, um, by the food network. So, you know, she's just, just built it over the top and just gone for it, and it, nothing happened. But what is she, what was it? Was it actually rubbish straight on top? I, no, I think she had like a layer of dirt on top because, you know, when, they, when they're finished with a the landfill, they then like, you know, put some dirt over the top and then they're done with it. Yeah. And then usually people think, oh, this is a toxic area. But she's gone, nah, I'm going to grow stuff on top of that. Wow. Yeah, Good isn't on that her. cool? Yeah. Maybe that's what we could do Reuse, with all our recycle. landfills. That's it. Well, stay tuned. We're going to have a song break. This is Hilary Scott and the Scott family with Come to Jesus. And after that, we're going to have some current news updates from Claire. So stay tuned. <laughs>
Song. Welcome back to Faith FM Breakfast Show. You're here with Mon and Claire, who is filling in for Lyle. Lyle is up in Coffs Harbour. He is raising funds um, so we can purchase more radio stations and uh, and have our broadcast go out even further, telling people about the good news of the gospel and uh, spreading our positively different radio. In fact, if you want to jump in and uh, get on board with the fundraising um, so Lyle can not take a day off to go do it, <laughs> you just give us a call and we will uh, happily take your donations. 1-800-FAITH-FM is the number. Speaking of calling in, Claire, mm. what's our quiz for the day? Oh, well, the first question of our quiz today, it's a who am I Okay, not, not it, I. Ooh. Yes. Who am I? Bible am, character. Mm, yes, Bible character. Who am I? Um, it's a nice, easy one. Mm-hmm. So don't forget to call in. And it's first question. I am also known as Hadassah. Ooh. First clue. I know who that is. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you think you know who in the Bible was also known as Hadassah, <clears throat> you can give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's 1-800-324-843. Or you can text us 0491-064-669. You can even just message us on on Facebook. I always say Facebook. It's like my most <laughs> every single day. That should day. be your Facebook page. Yeah, yeah, Facebook. If you can message us on Facebook on Faith FM Australia. And we will send you the prize. Today, I think we're going to be giving out, oh, I know, let's give out our Malvina CD because Ooh. we're going to be interviewing her live very shortly. I'm very excited about that. She's already waiting in the studio for our interview. But for now, Claire, what's happening around the world? Well, you may have been listening to this news about North Korea. Mm. It's sort of been going around for a while. Very intrigued by North Korea. Very. Um, and then the other flip side of the whole story is uh, uh, Donald Trump. Uh-huh. And everyone's talking about him as well. Uh-huh. And you either love him or you hate him. Yep. It's, it's a bit of a extreme political um, situation. Yeah, it is yeah. really. Um, on all sides of the account. Uh-huh. And everyone seems to have an opinion. But anyway, um, the, the news this morning is that the leaders of the two places, so United States and North Korea, so Donald Trump and Kim Jong-un, holding, are going to hold a summit on the 12th of June in Singapore where the US is going to try and persuade um, Kim Jong-un mm-hmm. to give up its nuclear weapons. Really? Yes. So they've set a oh date. My. And um, <laughs> Donald Trump tweeted, which I think is funny anyway, he tweeted, mm-hmm. um, the highly anticipated meeting between Kim Jong-un and myself will take place in Singapore on June 12th. We will both try to make it a very special moment for world peace. And I'm thinking, Mercy. hmm, a special moment. That could Do mean so many things. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Do you think it's actually going to happen this time? Because you, you are aware, right, that North Korea – like every now and then they promise they're going to like cool it, but they always renege on their promise. It's just like a game. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Tricked you. 
Yeah, yeah, that's right. Ha <laughs> switcheroo. Well, I read also, though, that the, the president of South Korea is heralding Donald Trump as, like, a hero, as peacekeeping. Yeah. You know, like, so who knows? Maybe. Yeah, I, I, I was uh, – something someone said yesterday is stuck in my head right now. We were talking about – I can't remember, we were talking about someone potentially running for presidency and how unlikely it was. And I was like, well, then again, no one ever thought that Donald Trump would become right. president. And my friend retorted, well, also, no one ever thought Donald Trump would potentially bring peace to the careers. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, snaps, that might actually be happening. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not mad about that. I mean, peace would be, be great. great. But, um, but a part of me, you know, does look back on history and the track record of North Korea and the little, like, you know, switcheroo that they do. And I just sometimes get worried that, like, they think they're going to have a little um, peace talk in Singapore. But instead, instead of giving up his nuclear weapons, maybe Kim Jong-un was going to bring his nuclear well, weapons. There was this, it was the very special moment for yeah. world peace. <laughs> oh, oh, it's not a moment well, at all. Well, let's hope it's a good moment for world peace. I mean, um, why is it happening in Kim- Singapore, though? What's Singapore got to do with it? Maybe it's just like a neutral ground. It's not yeah, America. Maybe. It's not North Korea. The um, Kim Jong Un, though, as far as I know, has studied across the world. Like he didn't yeah. just grow up in this yeah. little brainwashed society. He like knows. he's seen the yeah. other side. So perhaps finally he's seeing the light. Wouldn't that be great? Well, I don't know because if you think about it, right? Because he knows about you know the the realities of the world situation. Because you know how they teach North Koreans are taught very specific textbooks. Yeah. And, and it's all to, about yeah, how bad the rest of the world and is. How wonderful and, and, yeah, yeah, North exactly. Korea is, yeah. And how North Korea's never had a you know a military defeat, which is a lie. And um and they teach them this alter you know, alternative facts. Yeah. They yeah. get taught so they get brainwashed. But because Kim Jong un knows the truth, the fact that he's been implementing this for so many years means he is wittingly He's knowingly keeping his keeping his people. This is true. Yeah, this is a big he's, problem. He's knowingly brainwashing his people. I've been thinking about it though because I try and see things from other shoe. Not that I have any, you know, mm-hmm. love particularly mm-hmm. for this man. But mm-hmm. um, if you grew up as him with his father and his father's father, and that's your culture that you've been taught. This is what you do to the people. This is how we do it. Uh-huh. Maybe that would take a while for him to learn to not be like that. Maybe if he wanted to change, it would take. Yeah. You know, maybe he grew up and then he's like, oh, wow, this is not really working. And then maybe it slowly comes about that maybe I should be a different person. May- See, I tend – I mean, maybe I'm a bit more cynical than you, but I guess in my opinion, like, the only thing that having his forefathers do that um, – it, it really, to me, it only enables him to do it easier. It's easier just to follow the pattern. Yeah, which but is – But I can't imagine that he doesn't know – that oppressing his people, I think starving he does. people. He knows that's wrong. Using, using like <clears throat> taking their money and using it for his own glorification. <laughs> yeah, is totally, wrong. totally is wrong. But I just think that maybe um, it would take a while for him to to change that pattern. Yeah, maybe he's like, yeah. this is my norm, but now I'm beginning to see something is better. Uh huh. Uh huh. So hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully, I'm just trying to be positive here. Yeah, right? yeah like, good on you. There may be something good in yeah. here. And then, and then, cynical Mon is like, maybe that's what he's doing, but maybe he has ulterior motives. Maybe because he is a politician. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And a very crazy yeah. kind of politician. Yeah. Maybe he's just enjoying how much publicity. Yeah. You know, maybe he is. He's been in the public eye quite intensely, and they do kind of worship them. Yeah, and he probably would like that a lot. Yeah, I'm sure. I think he's loving the fact that Donald Trump, the leader of the United States, is tweeting about him. I know. Yeah, you know, know, I'm sure. Win. I'm sure it's just stoking his ego like crazy. Have you Have you seen or heard that young lady from North Korea? 
Um, her name's Yonmi Park. No. Oh, dude, you got to listen. Just Google it. Y e o n m i Park, and she tells her story of escaping from North Korea and what it was like, and how they actually believed that the leader could read their mind. They yeah. couldn't even think things bad about uh-huh. him because he would know. Yeah. And they thought that he couldn't die, and so they, mm-hmm. their their mind is so. It's just amazing to us with the freedom to think yeah. what it would be like to live in a place like that. Yeah, absolutely. I just hope, even if it's Donald Trump, that he can do something for these people because it would be amazing. It would It would be amazing. What else is going on? So just on that, yesterday mm-hmm. was May the 10th and 50 years ago, the Vietnam peace talks began in Paris between the US and North Vietnam. So it's kind of appropriate that oh. now the US and North Korea are starting these perhaps peace talks. Okay. Would be good. We'll be hoping good. that this is connected. I mean, if we look at it in a prophetic way, I do believe North Korea will eventually hand over the nuclear weapons because if America's going to be taking charge, you know. Ha- yep, that's, yeah. how it's, that's what the Bible says. Exactly. So it can't be another one. It has to be the US eventually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, that, would, that would be in correlation with the Bible. Yeah, I think so. So we will just have to see though, won't we? Yeah. We'll see how the Bible prophecy plays out in reality yeah and keep praying for the best version of everything to happen i think so and on positiveness Uh um i have another story and this is um so many people feel that there's nothing left to live for that um they try and end it Mm -hmm. and this is a positive story about someone who tried to end their life okay because when he went to the overpass over the highway this is in america he wanted to end his life he was standing on top of this bridge the police saw it and went we have to do something about this and so they called up – I don't even know how they did this, but they managed to call up 13 trucks, truckies, uh-huh. like with their huge big semi-trailers, uh-huh. and they all came and parked their trucks underneath the bridge. Oh, so wow. if the guy jumped, it was only like a uh, little, little space yeah. down to the trucks. Oh, bless their hearts. Yeah, right? And all of them lined up underneath this truck. And there's a great photo on, on the, on oh, the we'll internet. Oh, put that on our Facebook. It's so nice. And I just think – Bless the hearts of those truckies who are yeah. all willing to be like, because they busy men, you know. Yeah. And yeah. they are tired. Yeah, and when pressure. they have time off, they go uh-huh. to home with their families. And uh-huh. these guys went, no, we're going to go under this bridge and we're going to st- all line oh, up and we're going to save this guy's that life. Picture. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Text that to me. I'll put it on our I Facebook. Will. I will. That's a really lovely story. I love it when humanity comes together to help, even if it's just, you know, I know I say even if, but. Just one person, like helping one person, even if it takes, you know, a village. And it's amazing. It's and a the, beautiful You know what? Story. This person wants to end their life mm-hmm. and yet the rest of the human family goes, no, we want you to live yeah. enough that we're all going to get together and show you that you're worth living. Yeah. I'm guessing after he saw that display of love, he did He end. decided to turn away from the edge. Oh, praise the Lord. That's yes. a wonderful story. We'll put that on our Facebook. And maybe, I'm guessing maybe the police like on their radio and like, yeah, there are any truckies. We yeah. To- and then they imagine went ar- how it happened. Lovely. And they went around and thanked every truckie afterwards. Oh, bless. Well, we're going to have a song. This this is Melvinus, um, and we're actually going to come back after this song with Melvinus live in studio. Spirit 
welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM Australia, 87.6, 87.8 and 88 FM. You are here on The Breakfast Show with Mon and Claire, who is filling in for Lyle. Claire, he doesn't want the clue. <laughs> this okay. Quiz. quiz question number two. Clue number two. After having the Jews in Susa fast for three days, I entered the king's presence knowing it was against the law for me to do such a thing. Who am I? Whoa, if you know who that is, give Plot us a thickens. call. 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843 or text me 0491-064-669 and we will send you the prize, which today is a Malvinas CD. And guess what? We have Malvinas sitting right here next to us live in studio. Welcome to the show, Malvinas. Thank you. Thanks Malvinas, for inviting me. we do like to start all our uh, guests off by asking them what they're grateful for today, which I didn't prime you about. I'm very sorry, <laughs> but I'm hoping you have something on the top of your head that you're grateful for. Man, I'm grateful for life, for Amen. being alive, <laughs> you know. Well, we're really happy that you're here. Thank you. And that you're also alive. It would be a bit awkward. <laughs> we prefer awesome. you like yeah. that you're here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> good way awesome. to have you. Sounds um, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we're so happy to have you on the show and uh, and sharing your story. Tell us um, a little bit about where you're from and, you know, how you grew up. and Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I um, grew up in Africa, in Zimbabwe to be specific. And um, I grew up in a family of nine children. And a mom and a dad. And, oh. Uh, yeah, and my mom was a conservative Adventist and mm-hmm. my dad was an atheist. And so it was a very interesting a life mix. between the two of them. And nine children. And, and nine children yeah. on top of that. Yeah. You know, my mom was like a warrior. She was awesome. And uh, my dad was really cool as well, but he just like hated what my mom was doing in, mm-hmm. in regards to God. So it was an interesting growing up. But um, my mom was very influential to all the children. She managed to get every single child at some point, uh, give their heart to the Lord. So oh, it was really praise cool. the Lord. Yeah. And at, um, at, like some, at some point, my, my dad had a stroke when he was 70 mm. and um, it paralyzed half of his body. And um, while he was in his bed and, and, and well, my mom looked after him, like she became the full-time carer for him. And um, I remember as he was deteriorating, when he's getting to 73, he asked my mom and he said, can you tell me about that God that you always, you wow. always talked about? Oh. He waited till he was 73. He, he, yes. Wow. And um, he was such a stubborn man, but it was like for him to say this and it was like a shock to my mom, but more like, no, because my mom had prayed for him and she knew that she was going to pray more over to the Lord. That's what mm-hmm. she always said. Mm-hmm. And so um, he, she was so excited. She got all the elders to come into the house and they prayed over him. He was weak to be baptized. So they anointed him. And within a few months, my dad passed away. So his death was like a like a celebration for us because we know that we're going to see him again. Yeah. And um, so it, it was awesome. It was great. And um, how how so? How long were you in in Zimbabwe for? And by the way, can I practice my Zimbabwean on you? <laughs> Maneru. <laughs> Why well, hey. it's Mangwanani? Actually, it's morning. Oh, okay. Maneru is nighttime. <laughs> right. Oh well. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, awesome. yeah, that's all I got. Maneru is all I got. <laughs> It <laughs> doesn't matter what time of day it is. That's all I got. <laughs> I could teach you a few more. Like yeah, thanks. Okay, you're going to have to give me a lesson afterwards so I can get it right in the morning. <laughs> so how yeah. old were you when you left Zimbabwe? Uh, I think I was 23 when I left Zimbabwe. Hey, how come I'm you left? Mets. Look, I, you know, they always say there's some greener pastures, but uh-huh. I recently learned a big camp, greener pastures. If you see greener pastures somewhere, water your own grass. That's Amen. Amen. Water your own grass. But to be honest, there, there was greener pastures here in Australia uh-huh. than it was. So we came, we moved over because I was um, married then and uh, I had, I was married when I was 19. Mm-hmm. I had a child when I was 20 and um, moved to Australia when I was, when my child was three years old. Um, my 
husband then met somebody else and then he, he left and I found myself a single mom. Oh, okay. So you're, so you're in a foreign country. In a foreign country. You're in your early 20s. Yes. You have two kids. Of just one just child. One just one kid. Just one child. Yeah. And you're now a single, a single mom. Yes, that yes. must have been quite a challenge. It was a challenge. Was it scary? Yes. It was a lot scary because I didn't know anyone. I wasn't, I wasn't in friends with anyone and I didn't know the culture very much. So I'm a single mom. And I have no visa because I'm relying on the visa of the person that has now left. So that's where my, like I had grown up and I was a Christian. I knew every, everything, what to do, how to sing, how to preach, how to do everything. But the relationship with God is when it began, when I was in this little house on my own. Mm-hmm. I uh, remember what my mom did when my dad passed away and how she lived by faith and just begged to the Lord everything that she needed and, and the Lord was answering her prayers continuously. So I did just the same thing and I said, Lord, I'm on my own. I need your help. And so the Lord was able to get me through Avondale. I was able to go through Avondale with challenges. I remember my first time that I went to Avondale and they got me a visa and they said, um, the school fees cost $7,000 and I was thinking, oh, where, where do I have, where do I get $7,000? So I made this deal with the Lord and I said, I was working at a nursing home and I said, Lord, I will save as much as I can and you can help me with the rest for this term. I was able to raise $2,000 and then just a few weeks before school started, I had a phone call from Avondo and said, um, Marvinus, you're free to start classes now because um, an anonymous donor had paid the rest of your fees. <gasps> and Lord. so I was thinking, okay, Lord, I, I knew that the Lord was working. It's like he gives you, the, he, he shows you that I'm alive and I can do all this stuff. But just I wish to, I could, yeah. yeah. Just to quickly explain to our listeners, Avondale is um, the tertiary education in Institute for the Seventh Day Adventist Church in uh, in Australia. So it's it's in Kurunbong on the central coast in New South mm. Wales. So it's a, a college there where people can go and do their degrees. Mm. And um and yeah, and do you know what? Tertiary education, it's never cheap. So the Lord paying your way is such a miracle, such Absolutely. a blessing. Absolutely. And so I went by and I wish I could say that it was so easy to just pray and it happened, but you know, sometimes there's no there's no uh, <laughs> there's no testimony without a trial mm-hmm. so the lord allowed me to go through all this stuff and i and i remember so many times i would just like be begging and the, the school would be getting closer and each semester i would just be, like, be praying just like lord please just help me to to start and start classes will start for two weeks before i could attend and it was just a challenge and i remember walking around through the street and a, a little i walked into this grocery store and a little lady knocked me on the shoulder and she says are you malvinas she's walking a walking frame and she says, sure i am malvinas and she goes she pulls this little envelope and she hands it to me and I said, ah, what is this? I opened, there's a thousand dollars in there. And I, and I said, what is this for? She goes, oh, that's for you from the Lord, for your school fees. And, uh, you know, things like that were happening wow. all around. You know, the Lord was so faithful to me. And um, over 36000 that I was needed to pay for the whole three years of my nursing, I paid only a quarter of it. Wow. And the rest of it was paid for throughout so many ways. But I tell you, it required me to have so much faith that I never thought I had. But when you're so much struggling, when you're struggling, you do find the faith. It's true. (laughs) Because you would have been quite a struggle because not only are you trying to pay off school fees, you're doing this as a single mom. As a single mom, trying to eat, trying to drive, trying to do all this stuff. So this is what happened. And the Lord was able, was faithful. He was able to pay for all this. And I wish I I could say the food, the the, um, school fees was only struggle, struggle, but... The food was also a struggle. Mm. Like we lived on noodles and eggs because that was like the cheapest thing that we could eat. And we had free free sanitarium Whippix, which I hated. But I don't know. I just <laughs> no, said I that on radio. Oh, no. Aye, 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 aye. Come on. But you have the now. I'm sorry. I'm you. sorry. <laughs> it's yeah. all right. We forgive you. I know. So I could give, I would feed my son. Like he, I think he hated them too, but it was no choice. <laughs> he was a child. He just ate what he was given. And so I remember one day just 
walking around in the house and thinking, I don't have any milk at all to give him. I've got these sweet beaks and I have no eggs and anything left. I never wanted him to see that I was struggling. Mm-hmm. So I went in my bedroom and I just knelt down. And I said, Lord, if you can just give me something to feed this child, some milk or, or something like that, that would be awesome. You know, I just got up and I walked to the door. When I walked to the door, I opened and there was bags of groceries. Wow. Of the there was milk. There was, sun, you know, there was, there was eggs. There was noodles. There was vegetables. And I was like, you know, the Lord... You ask, he says, just ask and you shall receive, <laughs> you know, and seek and you shall find a knock and the door will be opened. And he gives you even more than what you've just asked for. And that's what he did. And I just remember crying, thinking, man, I, I serve the Lord who's so powerful, mm. who's, who's just amazing. He's able to do above and beyond what I can even think, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I can ask and think. And that's what that's what it was to me. And I remember struggling sometime. With with fuel, uh-huh. <laughs> it was also another challenge of mine. It was a constant struggle to just go through and and to drive because I used to drive from Kurumbong to Sydney mm-hmm. each day. It was wow. Kurumbong to Sydney because I had a network to look after my son, Marlon, and so I sacrificed to drive an hour and. 15 minutes or an hour and a half, actually, because I was on on my piece. So it was a challenge for me to drive back and forth, back and how, forth. How was your son at this time? He was about, I think he was four at this time. Okay, yeah. He was pretty, he was, it's a long time ago. He was pretty young. Mm-hmm. I just remember he was this little guy that used to go to Kurumbong Public School. So it was like really a challenge. So I went through all that. And, and there's another story that's coming up about, about fuel and how all, how all that happened. I used to have a car that I named Mercy because it ran on the mercy of God <laughs> <laughs> most of the time. And, um, you know, the Lord was really good. I, I, I remember thinking one day that um, uh, I needed to go to school and my car had run out of fuel. Mm-hmm. Miss Mercy had run out of fuel. And so I said, Lord, what, what am I going to do? I borrowed a car from a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And, um, and my friend said, look, look, we don't have any, I don't have any petrol in it. There's a yellow light on it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, we're going to stop right there because we've got a yellow light as well. We're going to have a song. Right? This is one of your songs, Malvinas. I oh, want Jesus to walk with me. We'll be right back after this song. Very cool.
place to go. A good thing Welcome to say. back to Faith FM Australia. Claire busted you talking. <laughs> I like to talk. What can I say? <laughs> and a quick shout out to Lyle who is listening all the way from Coffs Harbour. He keeps sending me messages. Lyle, go away. We're on the show now, not you. Not uh-huh. kidding. <laughs> We're here with uh, Claire filling in for Lyle and myself, Mon, and our guest interview, Malvinas. Malvinas, you're just telling an amazing story about how the Lord sustained you as a single mum mm-hmm. while you're putting, uh, going through university, yes. um, studying nursing, and you're telling us a story about your car, Mercy. Yes. <laughs> who ran out of fuel? That's right. Yes. Yeah. So Mercy ran out of fuel, and then I borrowed a car from a friend of mine, and uh, he said, "Yes, yeah, sure, you can borrow my car, but it has a yellow light on it." And so I thought, "Okay, that's fine." So Meaning, I, as in, it's about to run out of fuel as well. It completely had ran out of fuel. <laughs> that light was on, and there was no more fuel in it. So I said, "Okay, sure." So he brought it the night before. I was like in a hurry in the morning, getting ready to go to Sydney again for my exam. And then I got in this car and I was like, ah, I forgot about it. There's a yellow light on it. I have no fuel. And I said, Lord, you know, I'm so tired of borrowing because the life of a single mom was such a challenge, especially being an overseas person, Mm -hmm. a student. Mm -hmm. And so I said, Lord, I'm just tired of borrowing money continuously. So I'm just going to get in here. You've turned water into wine before. I'm just going to get in here and just start driving this car to Sydney. And so I got in there and uh, it was beyond faith because I was just like out of desperation. I don't know what's going to happen. So I just started driving the car. If you know where Avondale is, Mm -hmm. like when you're driving out of... Avondale going to Morrissey, there's an old petrol station. I drove by that. There's another petrol station, which is like about two kilometers. As I was driving by, I looked, I'm just like going through. And then I looked and that yellow light disappears. Oh, really? And then the petrol gate just got up and it went to a quarter of a tank. And uh, I have to tell you that in very little times in my life have I ever felt this presence of somebody in my car. And this was one of them. It was most, I would say, scary, but very much like, I don't know. I, or inspiring. I, I, yeah, I was like, Lord, I, I knew that you could do something, but I wasn't sure how to what extent. Like, you know, you pray for these things and we underestimate the power that God has. And there was a quarter of a tank in my car. I drove that car to Sydney. I drove it back. It never moved from where it was. When I got home, it went straight back to the yellow light. And I was like, oh, man, I should have prayed for a full tank right now. I'll be driving all week, you know. And it was the same story. And then I eventually got my car fixed again. And then one day I'm driving from Sydney this time, driving through the Mooney Minute Bridge. Mm-hmm. And Mercy runs out of petrol again. That wasn't anything new. I pulled over to the side of the road and I was thinking, Lord, I'm so, this is just frustrating. And I did a lot of crying. I probably still do now. But <laughs> I've just pulled off the side of the road and I keep hearing this voice like, you need to get out of the car. You need to get out of the car. And I'm just sitting there. I was like, what am I going to do? I don't even have anyone to give money to buy me fuel, even if they pull over. So I get out of the car eventually and a four-wheel drive goes by and another one goes by and all of a sudden a green station wagon slows down. He comes over and pulls in front of Mercy, my car. And he starts running over towards me, this pale man with red hair and just bouncing towards me. And I was thinking, oh, wow, what's going to happen now? And I'm, I'm, I've got so many, the worst of my thoughts. So instead of uh-huh. being grateful that somebody's coming to help me, we've got very little faith. And this man comes, he says, are you okay, ma'am? And I said, um, yeah, I ran out of fuel before I could even say I don't even have. He says, oh, I've got 15 liters in my car. He goes and opens his car, pulls this tank and comes and pours it in my car. And my, I start my car. He goes, you should be good to go then. And I said, Sure. And then he just drove off and I just remember sitting in there thinking, wow, man, I, 
God, you just surprise me. Like, you just blow my mind continuously. Uh-huh. Because that's what he was like. He did that continuously. I remember thinking all the struggle that I was going through and I put them together. There's so many stories. I'm just trying to cut it out to this sure, few sure, minutes. Uh-huh. I, I started receiving a box of fruit and vegetables, like mm-hmm. from nowhere. Every Friday, I would come back from school. There was a f- box of fruit and vegetables from somebody, and they just left it there. When I graduated, the box disappeared. Like, it just stopped. <laughs> it just stopped. And I was like, the Lord was just so merciful. I remember I had one other story that, uh, that I, I'm picking out just from the best of the mm-hmm. best stories that, that surprised me. I was owing $6,000 this time before Avondale, before I could graduate. And they said, you're an overseas student. You will never graduate. You'll never walk up there until you pay all your fees because overseas students tend, tend to run away once they're done. Uh-huh. And so I said, you're sure. So I went home and my mom used to do this thing called all night prayer all the time. When I was growing up, I used to think, oh, that's crazy. I can't handle this all night prayer business because it just got so exhausted, me and my brothers. And so I remember one day thinking, Lord, you know, I'm going to do an all night prayer because I watched my mom. I watched my mom do this and it was very effective. So I was working night shift at, at Avondo um, nursing home right across Memorial Church, if anyone knows where that is. So I'm working there and I said, Lord, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray all night. And I was working with this tiny little lady and um, she smoked a lot and she just went out to smoke. And I said, Lord, every time that she goes for a smoke, I'm going to go for a prayer. You know, I regret <laughs> saying I regret saying this because this lady pr- smoked, a, smoked lot. a lot. <laughs> and I was singing, Lord, it's just me again. I'm praying for $6,000, you know, and the morning came and I went home and I was getting ready to go to sleep. I had a phone call from a friend of mine. She says, hey, come over to our house. And I said, I've just finished work. Can I come after I finish sleeping? She goes, no, 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 we won't keep you for long. Come over. I go to their house and uh, their name is Robert and Jasmine. And I get to their house and they both have this weird, strange look on their face. And I was like, what's up, guys? What, what, why do you call me? And the husband began to speak and he says, you know, um, somebody borrowed $6,000 from us two, uh, two years ago to build a garage. We never thought we were going to get it back. But all of a sudden, we got it back two days ago. I was walking. This is Robert talking. I was walking towards Jasmine to tell her that I think we should give this money to Mel. And then Jasmine just began to speak and said, Robert, you know what? I think we should give that money to Mel. So the Lord has spoken to both of us. And so here's $6,000. Oh, we don't know what, you're, what, what you need to pay for at Avondor or whatever. But we're excited to see what God is doing in your life because we're excited to see you walk up there on the stage and graduate because God has worked so many miraculous in so many miraculous ways in your life and we want to be part of it. They hand me this envelope that has six thousand dollars and I just started crying and I said, But how did you know? And they're like, How do you know what? And I said, But I've been praying for all night for six thousand dollars and the <laughs> Lord gives me six thousand dollars, you know. You know, so it's not it's not necessarily this I tell this story not because it's just sounds it's all about money, but it's just about trusting God, Mm. you know, when you trust, when you put your trust in God and you have faith in him, he actually is just waiting for us to ask. We don't ask enough because we have everything that we need and we feel like we don't ask. But when you ask, it's so much fun when you see the journey that you go with him. He starts to make you grow. You have this faith in him. He starts to protect you and provide for you when you completely rely on him. But you have to rely on on his time, not, not on our time. No, no, but on his time. So you've now graduated from Avondale College. You got your degree in nursing. Yes. And your son's grown up and he's now oh, going to arise at Bible I'm College. I'm telling you, man. Um, so the Lord's really blessed and led. We only have a couple of minutes left, but I am interested to know how it is we're playing your songs on our radio show. Well, you know, <laughs> I've recorded, and this is my third album, actually. Actually, this is my second album. I've got a third one. I've done music since I was growing up, like, mm-hmm. but I always sang in a group back home. But when I came to Australia, I couldn't sing in 
in a group with anyone. No one was really interested in singing the same stuff that I was singing. So I just said, I'll give you a go. I'll do some solo songs. And, I, and I've enjoyed it. And I've loved it. And I love old hymns. I love, you know, the, that sort of stuff. So that's what I've done. And I don't actually have no... I don't know how you got here. That's <laughs> <laughs> very, very sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's great to praise the Lord and uh, and give back through through music Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I My music, actually, I use it to, um, we've got a lot of children. So I, I didn't tell you this. I eventually, there's another story, but I won't tell you the whole story. I ended up meeting Blake, who I prayed for for a whole year. I wrote a letter and I described what he was going to be looking like. And I said, Lord, I want a man that's going to look after me, that's going to love my son, Marlon, that's going to be a man of God. And I met Blake. He was it wasn't quite like that smooth that I met him and he was just amazing and he was like a diamond in the rough Ooh. and he came and we, we dated for like a year and a half he was living in America and I was here and we got married and now we have another daughter called Misper oh, we have another child brother called Misper and so I've got Marlon and, and Misper and Blake is a pastor at Raymond Terrace Church and so we're doing ministry we're doing music and we pay for a few orphans back in, back home in Sydney at, at, in, in Zimbabwe and I use my music actually full time to pay for all those students to go to school oh amazing that's the best story. you know that yeah. God will always bless your business if you're doing it you better believe, for him you better believe mm-hmm. he has I've paid for I think five students now they've graduated with accounting degree media and, and all that through this music so it's it definitely the Lord has blessed us music for sure it's amazing how the Lord sustained you through your education and now yes. you're helping be a blessing to other people absolutely. as they go through their education absolutely keeping that happy cycle going absolutely well thank you so much for coming in today it's been such I'm so encouraged and uplifted this has really been possible positively different radio this morning it's a pleasure to be here thank you for inviting me so just a quick question what are you doing now like you're working look i work as a registered nurse actually Mm -hmm. between here and macquarie college there's a aged care facility in the middle i'm a registered nurse there Oh, wonderful. And I do a lot of ministry there, which I love. Do you sing to the patients? I actually do. I actually do. They love it. I bet they do. <laughs> I've never wanted to be a patient so much as right now. <laughs> they love it. And when I'm not there, they're like, where is I? Our nurse, the one who's with healing hands. That's what oh. they call me. So I love it. Oh, praise the Lord. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing your, your very uplifting and encouraging story. Praise we are going to play another one of your songs. Um, this is called The Savior is Waiting. And we'll be right back after the 8 o'clock news with our Encounter with God. Thank you again Malvinas. No worries.
if what God has already done isn't enough for you, nothing's going to be enough for you. Because it's meant to be real. And real life stories have baggage. We know that Peter's a loose cannon. It's all about context. And he chose different personalities to express that because his personality is infinite. If it's a love song written to us, when we're at our lowest points, we've got backup. Like a lot of the rational arguments for the existence of God, they tend to work better after you believe. Hi, this is Luke from oztabletalk.com.au. Please join myself and some of my closest friends as we explore our faith through conversation, Bible study, interviews, and more. You can find us online at oztabletalk.com.au. That's oz as in Australia, A-U-S, tabletalk.com.au. Looking forward to seeing you there. Bye. I'm so glad that's recorded because I want to write that down. Yeah. <laughs> Someone called it a care package there. <laughs> wow. <laughs>